0: Yeah, dude, I was telling you guys, uh, I did a lot of radio this weekend. This is the last,
1: this
0: is kind of the last weekend before softball kicks in and the schedule gets a little crazy. Last good opportunity. Right. I'm going to, you know, uh, legit at the start of this season, I was, my wife and I had talked about it, got the family together, and we had decided that we were going to retire from taking the overnight shifts. It's, I'm not getting any younger, Josh. It's it's a little bit it, it takes away your weekend is what it does right it really truly does unless you're a crazy person like myself when you work that overnight show which is one to four a.m Friday to Saturday and one to five on sun uh, Saturday into Sunday you're you're always catching up on sleep you're trying to you're trying to make sure that you're you don't want to lay an egg on the air
1: no yeah you're trying to be sharp enough for
0: and it's still, it's to me, I love it because it's where I got my national radio start, right? I, I got to do Overnight, so that was my shift, and I loved it. And it would be a party. <laughs> Literally, people would come up to the, uh, w- when we were at the buzz in the old, everyone would always called the old Eartleys, but I think now it's where all the... All the cock stations are in, in Tulsa, and it would be like a party over there on Twenty Sixth and Memorial, and people would come by. And it was—I mean, I'm not even BSing when when we started doing that third shift on Fox. So I always there's always a part of me that it's it tugs at your heartstrings, right? It's like when I get to do a high school game. I'm out there. I'm like, oh man, these were simpler times. Cut my teeth on this, where I'd be scrounging in my uh, change drawer, my Uh, apartment and in my car to see if I have enough just to get the truck to Bristol, to Bristow, to call a purple pirate game or something. But yeah, so I was on one to four Friday morning and then one to five. Well, I'm sorry. Friday night and Saturday morning and then one to five Saturday and Sunday morning. And I think we were responsible for the highest caller to ever call Fox Sports Radio. Oh, really? Bro, it was.
1: What were they talking about or trying to?
0: I don't know. I've got to find. You know what? I'll find the call. I, I, I'll find the call. Yeah, find right? It. I'll find it for this. you, and I'll play it for you, and then maybe we'll bring it to the air a little bit later on, just so you guys can relive my misery with me. Um, but Friday show was really. Friday night show was really fun. Saturday show was one of those where you got to that final hour and you're like, <sighs> "Well, we made it." We're in big trouble here because they didn't want to. They, they, the calls were so hilarious to me. But I guess screening them were a nightmare for those dudes in in studio. Oh, I bet. So they're like, can we shut down the phone? So then I'm like, sure, absolutely. I'm like, are you guys going to be involved in the show? They're like, you bet. Guess what? They weren't involved in the show. <laughs> and I don't think there is anything more painful than just hearing one guy at 3 in the morning probably just rattling off takes about how much it sucks that the Lakers aren't going to get Kyrie Irving. But, yeah, no, um, fun weekend. And so that was kind of the backdrop to – for me, what was a really exciting Sooner-based weekend and a Sooner-based week is we welcome you into the home of Sooner fans. Um, I try to I try to live out and live up to the whole, you know, if I'm going to sit here and tell you guys that you need to go to games and you need to support teams and if you get an opportunity, it's well worth your family time. Well, for, for me, Josh Helmer, I uh, – I, I sometimes struggle with that, right? It's hard for me because softball consumes a lot of my time, which I'm very excited about. Football consumes a lot of our time. There's not a lot of family time. And then in that, your kids have activity. So I've I've fallen into a lot of the excusinator whenever it comes to uh, going to OU events or going to, gosh, even road games. But so this this week, I was like, I'm taking it all in. I'm taking as much in as I could we went to the women's game on Tuesday night. I took my daughter. Uh we had we had a horse riding lesson on Wednesday. So I was listening to Petlem. But on 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 Friday night, we took in uh on Friday night we took in gymnastics. On Saturday, I mean I was on the call and we were there for the OU women's basketball game, and let me tell you, it was an awesome weekend. It was an awesome weekend. Now, I we're going to get to what happened in Morgantown, but it was an awesome weekend. And listen, I I KJ's going to be on with us here tomorrow. I know that – well, I don't want to speak for you, Coach, so if I'm, I'm wrong, text me. But I'm no, I am know in her mind the idea of a great crowd is every seat filled. <laughs> so when I say that, I know that there might be a little pushback. But I'll tell you what, that crowd on Friday night for women's gymnastics was incredible. It was incredible for an Iowa State team that's not that good and hasn't been that good since I think K.J. Kindler was there. Uh, Saturday – Boy, the women's basketball game, that crowd – I was worried. (laughs) I was worried when I got there. Uh, I got there at about 12.30, and I got all set up. And about 1.30, whenever I looked across, and Drake and and Brinkley, uh, and I I think Tyler Neal was with them uh, this week. I think he was doing – yeah, yeah, yeah. It was – there was some concern that your boy had about what that crowd might look like. And then – it was pretty awesome too. Now again, I'm not going to sit here and put that up there with <laughs> what we had for Bedlam or for the Alabama game or anything of that nature. But that was a that was a really good crowd, a really good crowd. So, kudos, Sooner fans. Uh, and then we never got a chance to get over to wrestling because it coincided with things uh, and or our, our gymnastics. But from what I had heard. From everything on that front, it seemed to go pretty well. It seemed like everyone was pretty happy with the crowd that they had. So, fun, fun weekend in the stands. Now, Josh, let's, uh, let's talk about the weekend on the court. Like we said, women's basketball has got a big one coming up against Baylor tomorrow. How do, we, how do we address and broach the topic of what happened in Morgantown on Saturday night for the OU men's basketball team, can I start with the very first text that I got after the game? Which I, I, I'm glad Toby mentioned this because I'm not going to lie, it kind of cracked me up. I'm I'm literally it's it's the middle of the night, it's it's two in the morning. We're we're, we're talking about everything but OU basketball right, right. on the on, on the national show. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes this text that's basically pointing a favor, uh, pointing a finger, and accusing me, Josh, me, and Toby, of trying to find a way to spin what happened on Saturday night in Morgantown. Me, it was, it hurt a little bit. It, it was very frustrating. But when at X Talcum, which I couldn't help but laugh about what the <laughs> what his handle was, Andy tweeted at me. This came um, at two a.m. <laughs> two a.m. God's time Sunday morning. Can't wait till T Rowe and Plank show spin this. And then followed up with this: the Grooves Brothers, <laughs> the Grooves Brothers. <laughs> Are trash, unathletic. My 11 year old daughter can outmuscle them, and I saw that. I'm like, there's a part of me, it's all right. Gotta
1: be a talented 11 year old daughter.
0: I we've got to get Jenny Baranchek on this 11 year old. Okay, you better get recruiting her, Jenny. But I, uh, there's a part of me that's like, all right, good. There, who says there isn't passionate OU basketball fans out there? But then I got like, wait, wait a minute, I'm not. What do you mean? I don't spin things. What do you think this is? A conservative show? No, here's what I would say is to that accusation. I understand the idea that people think that you're more apt than not to want to always find the bright side. The bright side. And I won't lie, it's really hard to find the bright side right now. But to me, I mean, you no one wants to have smoke blown up their backside. I mean, I'm a Raiders. I love the Raiders. I really do. I mean, it is a, a hopeless addiction, if you will. I mean, honestly, that's how I would look at it. It's like, oh, gosh. I can't go two minutes without refreshing my Raiders list. And if you look at any of my, I guess, what is it, Amazon cart, (laughs) all the things that I drop in there, I hope maybe my wife will accidentally order this. But I love this team. But I I also think, Josh, that just because you're close to something and you love something, like I love the Raiders and like I love OU and like I love my alma mater, you don't always just say nice things and great things and spin things when they're bad. I mean, nobody wants to hear that. But then in the same vein, much like I think most of us in this market, and I'm including all the radio stations and all the, all the bloviators like myself, I don't think anyone comes in there and they're automatic first audits. Yeah, this guy needs to be fired across anything, which is very Twitter, which is very social media, which is very tough guy. And it's, it's your right as a fan, but there's no, there's no spinning that Josh. There's no positive. There's no, well, you know, they, they were able to chunk into it in the first half. No, there's got to pick your dauber up and find out where that team was and is gone from two Saturdays ago. Because it's – I mean, was that just one of the greatest anomalies we've seen in college basketball? Or is this a team that has just – I mean, they, they beat West Virginia by 13 when they played here in Norman, right? What was the score of the Alabama game? I know you're on the schedule right now.
1: And this is last year's schedule. They, oh, okay. They, they beat West Virginia by one. one. Okay, I'm
0: sorry, year. sorry, sorry, sorry. So they beat West Virginia by one this year, 13 last year. And it played really well. I think it was, off the top of my head, five straight wins over West Virginia. They'd actually had a winning record in Morgantown. So they had played well there before. And I had kind of banked on, well, you know, might be good to get away. But the bottom's the bottoms fallen out. And there's no positive spin, man. I can't sit here and say it's going to be okay. Because... As I check the calendar, it's February sixth. It's the sixth day of February. And this month flies by. I don't know. I mean, of all the months on the calendar, and it's not just because it's the shortest, with softball starting, with baseball starting, with the Super Bowl, the start of the NFL off season. You know, you start talking a little bit about spring football. I mean, I don't know if they're outside of a college football month. I don't know if there's a month on the calendar that you blink and it's over. And you don't have a lot of times to fix things. So if you think there's some sort of spin coming, not your guy. Not your guy. But I'm also not going to be sitting here going, You need to cut him and that guy's so soft my 8-year-old could cross him over. I mean, that's just, come on. What are we even doing? But yeah, it was... um. It was frustrating, and now a team that won by 24 over a Final Four contender and had found itself not just on the right side of the bubble but looking pretty good has been outscored by 42 points in its last two games. Yeah, and probably – That number's a little bit deceiving from the OSU game. Right. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. It's tough, man. You know,
1: so Porter Moser is now 31 and 27 overall in his 2 years taking this thing over. Let's see. I'm not ready to write the obituary on this season just yet. Though 12 and 11 things aren't looking good, right? We we said coming out of that Alabama performance and Plank I agree with what you said right there. I kind of made the sideways remark last week, and I don't know if anybody was paying all that much attention to it, but with Alabama, I don't know that I've ever come away from a game where a team loses by 24-25 and I walk away out of the arena thinking, man, that team might win the whole thing. (laughs) You know, but I felt that way about Alabama. So you have that type of win, and we said last week at the beginning of the week, okay, the Alabama win's great. You know, people were out there pubbing that thing plank as the biggest win for this program and because of the the ap rankings i get it oh you hadn't had that type of win over that type of ranked opponent since kansas all the way back 21 some odd years ago right people trying to chalk that win up the same importance to biggest win since oregon in the elite eight and i said beginning of last week okay i I hear what you're saying but you got to make the dance to make that win over alabama that important it's true you can't turn and fall flat on your face versus both Oklahoma State and West Virginia, teams that seemed like going into last week were quote-unquote winnable games, and guess what? Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's what happened.
0: I don't think you can talk about net rankings um, anymore. I think this is now just finding, finding a way to get right when your next four opponents are the 11th, 8th, 7th, and 10th ranked teams in the country. You get a brief respite versus Texas Tech. And then you play number thirteen and number seven, which I would assume And number fifteen. Oh my gosh. Which I would assume those numbers will fluctuate some, but there might not be a more difficult closing seven game stretch than what Oklahoma Sooner basketball is facing with four is my math right, is that seven games or is it eight? That's eight. Sorry. A more difficult closing eight game stretch. And four of those games are on the road against essentially top ten teams. And places, by the way, where you haven't necessarily played well historically. And yet, if you split those eight, you're in the tournament. Probably. You know? There's your positive spin, my man. Split those eight and you're in.
1: And I get that that sounds like crazy person talk after what we saw last week. But keep in mind. And and not even including the Alabama game. Throw that out, okay? Because Oklahoma shoots like crazy well and Shurfield goes nuts. Throw throw that out. Even before last week, Plank, we hadn't really seen this team get get worked over in the sense that we saw them kind of get their doors blown off versus Oklahoma State and West Virginia. They were competitive versus just about everybody on the schedule. They weren't winning a ton of those games, but all I'm saying is, Assuming that this team hasn't totally mailed it in the rest of the way here with eight left to play, if you split them, again, a little bit of crazy talk, that would put Oklahoma at 16 and 15 and very much in the thick of an NCAA tournament at large bid just because of the strength of this league. And yeah, let's not talk net rankings, this and that, but Plank, seven of these eight games are against, they're going to be quad one games for Oklahoma.
0: That's unreal, right? Now, with that opportunity comes extreme risk. <laughs> extreme risk. But that opportunity is still there. All right, it's uh, 921. Coming up at 10 a.m. this morning. Every, tell a friend, I've got a major confession that I need to make. I tweeted through this the other day, but I was wrong about something. You, you
1: piqued my interest with your... Promo the show tweet. Now, what is this? Now hmm. I,
0: I I wasn't one hundred percent wrong. Oh, <laughs> tell me if that's not an Arnie Spanier. But I was wrong, and I'm not gonna lie. It was something that many many moons ago I had heard about, and I think a couple years ago had seen it written about. But it had completely escaped my mind until Friday, and when I saw it, I was like. And yeah, I was like, I have an eight, 14 year old daughter and an eight year old. So I, I hear like, and you know, a lot, but when I saw it in my mind, I was like, oh my God, that's right. I forgot about that. And no one's really written about it. Hmm. And no one had really talked about it until Friday. Like that's dead on. Like incredible, right? You know, I mean like, Stop whoa. There, now there is a, there's one of my favorite podcasts on the planet. But they have one of their co-hosts who, when he gets all fired up, he says, like and nonstop, <laughs> And then that's all I can hear is the incessant likes. Like,
1: like, <laughs> that like. That take
0: place. By the way, Kevin Henry's seatbelt reports. Oh, by the way, we'll talk about that coming up at 10 a.m. Whenever I see a celebrity like Kevin Henry is tuned in, I must pay attention immediately. He says, number one, strength of schedule for the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, opportunities are there. I I get that people are down and out after this last week. Totally understand. The Sooners did not play well. But before that, again, throwing that Alabama game out, Oklahoma hung in with everybody on its schedule. And there's opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. So 12 and 11, not feeling great. Frustrating week. Wash it. Plenty of opportunity left.
0: Wash it. Move on. Let's go. Which is what we're going to do right now. Guess what this week is? It's Super Bowl week! But for me, it's also like my Super Bowl. Because Raiders, of course, aren't in the Super Bowl. But it's the start of the softball season. And some juicy news coming out this weekend. The captain was officially announced, even though if you pay attention to this show regularly, you knew the Grace Lions was already the captain. Um... And you, all, boy, I'm starting to sound like those dudes. Are like, as I've been reporting, I'm sorry, I, as not, this reporter as reported, we've, as we've been talking about. But no, it's uh, there's some exciting news ahead of softball. I uh, we're we're dotting the I's and crossing the t's and making sure the radio crew is ready to go. So it's going to be a fun week. But it's also Super Bowl week, and let's talk about the Chiefs and the Eagles next, right here on the ref. Well, it starts tonight. Well, I guess technically it started with both teams arriving yesterday in Arizona. Super Bowl this week. You excited? Let's go, baby. Okay, what's your concern level knowing that I'm going to be out on Monday because I'm having to travel? Are you good? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Just worried. Yeah. I I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think the Chiefs are going to roll.
1: Well... Yeah, there's there's nothing to worry about. Okay, okay, good, good, good. You're good. <laughs> I know we had uh, an interesting, interesting. Well,
0: uh, can, can we go back? A couple of years you, you, ago. you don't mind. You don't mind going back, right? No, 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 no. We're but good. your reasoning behind it was fantastic, and and I don't think it took me a while to really grasp it. And I pop, whenever the Niners lost to who was it, the the Ravens, I remember how down he was because the Niners had never lost a Super Bowl and. Uh, they had the incredible run of trophies, and then they lose to the Ravens. And There's it's like,
1: nothing like losing a championship game.
0: Whatever and especially when you haven't ever lost one before,
1: right? <laughs> for for a franchise like that, and any anything in sports, you know, like '88. Oklahoma fans are not over '88. They'll never be over '88. When you and it's it's compounded when you think you're the better team.
0: Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And so in. T- after the COVID Super Bowl in Tampa, uh, whenever the the Chiefs lost, you were worried about the long-term legacy. You were mad. I don't blame you, dude. And then I'm, I I think I was a pretty good calming force because I was yeah, like, yeah, you were good. I, you're not I, going anywhere.
1: I was out of control that morning. <laughs> out of control. I, I, I hope that tape is
0: nowhere oh, to Trust found. me, we burned. But the, the fun, you never said anything bad on the air. You never did. You were just... I could sense the anchor and I was like, "You know what? We'll give Josh." the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I we're not in any danger of. Uh, I I honestly think it is sportsmanship. If I were sport. to make this about my team, if the Raiders ever made the Super Bowl, I'm sure it would turn right once they got there. Where you're like, "Oh my god, we better win this thing." And if they lost, I'd be upset. I think I would just spend so much time boo-hooing during the run. It's like oh, I never thought I'd see this again. or the championship <laughs> game. That it would be uh, it would be unbearable. But yeah, I uh. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I'm I'm pretty excited about this matchup, and I think as this week progresses, correct me if you think I'm wrong. You know, usually there's storylines, right? That kind of I don't use the term take over, take over the week. You know, last year was Tom Brady's retirement, and as much as everyone tried to push through it, Tom Brady's retirement was always top fold, if I can use an old uh, Tulsa World newspaper term. It was right. It was you. You got your. You look like ooh, Tom Brady. Upper retired. half. Upper half, baby. Um, you you go back the year before, right? So I'm I'm going to try to do this without cheating. So you go back the year before Rams Bengals. You had char, uh, Chiefs and Bucks. Chiefs Bucks. There was the COVID conversation. Is the league okay? And then more importantly, Tom Brady leading the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. And what win he win with done. another team, right? Uh, the prior year before that I we had some labor strife, right? There was the conversation about the 17 game schedule and if it was going to be a reality um the year before that, I think was the the, the moves right the the Raiders moving from Oakland to Vegas, the conversations about LA is a Super Bowl market. I mean it's just a lot of a lot of different stories tend to take over on Super Bowl week. I think this is a week, Josh where, The game itself and the matchup itself provides enough wild storylines, and I don't really know if the NFL, outside of maybe some officiating conversations, I don't really know if anyone's like me and is fighting to push the Super Bowl back to the first weekend in February, so I don't really know if there's that many off-the-field stories, especially since the Tom Brady retirement has even become old news by now.
1: You've already got the 17-game schedule. Future
0: expansion of the playoffs. I mean, it doesn't. Feel are the like... regular season? Some think 18 games is inevitable.
1: Yeah, I mean, 17's sort of a weird number, I guess, in general. But but that that's always going to be. Hey, can we, can we get one more game? You know, I, the owners are always going to be pushing for that, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know what what would be what would be topics of conversation possibilities for the NFL. What what are the?
0: I don't know. That that's what I was I was going to throw it out there on like. Tuesday of this week because you have the media international tonight. series, maybe expansion for the league, maybe Ar- Arnie. Arnie last night here on on the ref on Fox Sports Radio was talking about eventually the Super Bowl becoming pay per view, which I just I don't no way yeah I don't no way th- and the pay per view market isn't really what it once was. You know this isn't nineteen eighty four Hagler or uh, Tyson versus Spinks or whatever. You know this is kind of an era where. You know, only wrestling and UFC are really doing pay-per-view stuff Who started?
1: Anymore. Who started this late push these last couple
0: of weeks that suddenly these big sporting events are going to shift to pay-per-view? It's so dumb. I th- think it happens every year around. It does. Doesn't it always happen around the Super Bowl? It I, seems. I,
1: I, I don't know, man. It, these last couple of weeks, some people have been floating the idea that this college football game or that, you know, this Super Bowl is going to be a pay-per-view event going forward no it's not do you think advertisers want to turn 100 million eyes into maybe 25 million eyes because as soon as you make this thing pay-per-view i got news for you it's gonna be uh, the super bowl is such a transcend sports event sure that if you make it pay-per-view you are drastically drastically eliminating a, a, a big portion of its viewership never gonna happen
0: not gonna happen Not going to happen. But, I so, from a storyline perspective, I'm sure something will emerge. But for me, I think it's kind of cool that this conversation centers around the teams and the quarterbacks.
1: Jalen Hurts, if he's great in this game and the Eagles win the Super Bowl, he's elite.
0: (laughs) In a very fast amount of time.
1: And this coming on the heels plank of one year ago this time, if we were – the shows today but if one year ago we're doing the show we're talking about uh, well do you think do you think that the eagles should stick with jalen hurts or should they consider a trade for one of these veteran guys and and if he wins this super bowl he might if i could steal a survivor term he might have immunity plank
0: yeah you're right and he on a, on a side note if it weren't for a penalty last week Philadelphia wouldn't have thrown for a hundred yards in their win over San Francisco. He's not
1: been very good in the two playoff games, but it takes one Super Bowl for that to be quickly forgiven and forgotten.
0: All right. Um, we've got audio from both teams arriving that we'll share. And speaking of Jalen Hurts, great clip from Nick Nick Saban. I think this is an older clip, but it started making the rounds again about how Saban really pushed Jalen to Oklahoma. Um, The Madden simulation has projected the Eagles to win. And we've got tons more on hoops. And I've got a confession. 10 a.m. this morning, I was wrong. Not 100% wrong, but I was wrong. But your texts are next right here on The Ref. Oh, a quick little sidebar before I get to some of these texts. You guys are very funny on the text already. This is good. Um, Did you watch any of the Grammys last night?
1: Oh, my goodness. I I
0: totally forgot it was even going on the only reason i watched was well let me rephrase that gabe was there so i always watch just to see if i can see him though i though i know i can't but they did i was getting ready for my show last night and they did like this this tribute to hip hop bro it's the greatest thing i've ever watched it was in pretty my cool life. again you got to remember you're celebrating hip, 50 years of hip hop i'm 47 years old I'm a white kid from the suburbs. So essentially what? I had the two live crew tape when you weren't supposed to have it. Right. You know, I always thought I was a lot cooler than I was. So hip hop was like my thing. Um, So who did you grow up listening to and enjoying? uh, I I hope my mom's not listening. But two live crew, Eazy-E, NWA. Sure. Like those were – I was that guy. Like I had a – I remember I – but James Glassmeyer, I think R.I.P. James, but one day I called him like, James, I just got two massive speakers. You got to come over. We got to put them in my Chevy S-10. So I was that guy, Josh. So are you like, doom, doom, doom. You would hear me coming. So I loved it. Was, and then this- was Snoop too too far after? Snoop was right whenever I got in high school. That was when uh, Dr. Dre and The Chronic dropped. Yeah. So that was my whole life. And it still is. I love hip hop. The I-
1: original The Chronic is just fantastic.
0: Well, that's an out-of-context right there. We're going to use that cut constantly on this show. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was – so I mentioned it just because that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I happened to walk in, and my daughter had the Grammys on – and I caught right in the middle of it, and it went from—I mean, you guys can correct me. I'm sure I'll miss a couple of them, but like Queen Latifah comes popping out, then the next thing you know, Busta Rhymes comes oh, walking man, that's in, cool. and he's doing his—and you're like, "Oh, let's go!" And then all of a sudden, Ice T comes out, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what's the guy from Law and Order doing out here right now?" Then suddenly, LL Cool J, you're like, "Whoa!" Well, it's the dude from, what's he on, NCIS? What's he doing out there? <laughs> NCIS. So it was really cool. It was really cool. Kudos. Well done. 50 years of hip hop. Uh, if you have time, look it up. It's worth the celebration. And they only had to drop the audio like three or four times, <laughs> which impressed me more than anything. Wu-Tang was out there. It was great. The Will Smith slap, was that at the Grammys? Was that the Oscars? I think that was at the Oscars. It was at the Oscars. Right, yeah, because he won the Oscar last year.
1: Gotcha. Okay, it, but that would have been
0: a year ago, right? Right. Grammys are usually something I would watch. Oscars, you're like, no thanks. Oscars, meh. Tony Awards, hell no. But usually, and Tony s- Tony Awards is for plays and such. Yeah, musicals. Musicals, right? Uh, which is funny. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to our Broadway friends. There's someone right now that is just screaming at the radio. The They're Tony's. musicals! You dope. Um, but no, I uh. I'll tell you, there is one can't miss for me, though, in any of those. Tonys, Grammys, Oscars, any of them. The tribute to those we lost. I mean, come on. Kramer has a
1: won, won one of the Tonys.
0: Oh, he has? Oh,
1: <laughs> he walked around.
0: With... He got shuffled. <laughs> it's a great Seinfeld reference. Okay, uh, let's get back to sports. Air Comfort Solutions, text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405 405-651- 651 Three four three nine. I, I will admit, I was talking about how this was a big OU weekend for me because we went to all the, all the events that we could. Someone's like, no wrestling? Well, wrestling coincided with exactly when the gymnastics meet was going on. And when Sunday came around, I'm not going to lie, bro, I needed to sleep. So after I got the word, I got to bed for a little bit. And that's how I'm able to function here. I'll make it up to you, Lou Roselli. Though, I wonder, after what happened on Friday night, if Lou's going to come on our show anymore. <laughs> a little I'm concerned about that as well. A little bit worried about that. It's. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> Gunny writes, good morning to Hellman and the spin doctor, Chris yeah. Plank. <laughs> good morning. I really appreciated this text. I mean, I, I really thought this was a good point from the 918. He goes, Plank, Josh, you all are spinning, and you don't even know it, or maybe you do, and you're acting like you don't. Who knows? The fact that you were going to spin, or that you spent, your next segment talking Eagles Chiefs, instead of focusing on the men's basketball program and what can be done after that atrocious performance, is a form of spin. Oh, well, you all do a good job. Thanks for the good content. <laughs> I, I liked it. That. That's the, the compliment sandwich, that like it, to discuss. You know, Stuart Gilligan Griffin once talked about the compliment sandwich which is you say something nice, then you give him a little, then you say something nice. And he told Brian, he's like, you're a good dog. You have smelly dog farts. So I, that's a really good compliment sandwich. I'm telling you, you guys can say the meanest things you want about it, about us, but if you wrap it up with, oh, well, appreciate the show. <laughs> that's right. Just tag it like that and it's good. Like you're a terrible person. I can't stand you. What an awful take. But I love the show. Like, but I'm really <laughs>
1: enjoying the program.
0: Okay, so fair point, fair point. Here's the way that I would look at it what what more can we say on that right we're, we're gonna take text there's a tons of tons of them here I'm gonna read but the Super Bowl is being played on Sunday and I get it it's you know we have four four times three 12 we got 14 hours left to be able to talk about it of show time but I mean if you want to consider that spin, that, that next segment, I didn't talk about it and go in depth. That's fine. I just, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest college basketball guy. I love it. I follow it. But I saw Oklahoma lost. I, I looked at the stats. I listened to Toby and I listened to coach. And, you know, for me it was, all right, what do we have football-wise here? You know, I got softball this week. I didn't, I'm not obsessing over it because, I mean, maybe it is a form of spin. I believe in Porter and I think he's going to get it right. But we might have to tap out on 22, 23 right now. Well. So, if you consider that a form of spin, fair enough.
1: And, fair enough. And I sort of look at it like this. As you said, we've got three hours, and naturally we're going to circle back around. But uh, do you want to get beaten over the head with the idea that Oklahoma sucks and that maybe Porter Moser's not the right hire and on and on and on? I mean, we can we can do that if you want. But. You know, I just feel like maybe maybe there's other positive avenues sure. we can explore instead of, hey, the world sucks and it's all crumbling down right. and the basketball program stinks and you got blown out last <laughs> week. It's we could do that show if you want, but do you want that?
0: I mean, I could say, I, I saw I got a note that Nicole Mendez and her pops were tuned in this morning. I mean, I could. Would it be spin then if I wanted to spend the next two hours of the show just talking about the greatness of Nicole and the softball program? I mean, I guess that would be a form of spin too. You're spinning it away from the topics, Plank. You're not playing the hits. <laughs> what are you doing right now? You spin doctor. You. Um, I, I did have to laugh. Broken Arrow Fat Boy said conservative spin shows really and. Typical liberal fashion. You deny something and then you start doing exactly what you accuse someone else of doing. That's right. You read our show script. Spin there. Later spin here. I, You're right. I'm going to welcome to the show. But I will say, I'm not going to be someone that changes their mind when the wind blows. I, I think there's certain things that are foundational takes. Uh, tanks, and you go down with the ship. You can't just change your mind. I, I'll give you an example. We got two minutes here in the segment. Let me give you a quick example. Um, last night, last night, right here on, on the ref, for those of you that are affiliates of Fox Sports Radio, I think the only station that isn't is the Buzz in Tulsa. I think we're on another signal up there. I, uh, I played a cut for Arnie where two weeks ago he's like, you don't need a high-priced quarterback, oh. right? And then I played a cut from him last week where he said, you need a quarterback in this league if you can win. <laughs> what did he say? He tried to say that he wasn't that he didn't flip flop on it, and I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll play the audio for you. And I just it's one of the greatest flip flops. And I said I feel like that's like a foundational take, right? You either believe that you can win without a franchise quarterback. Or you don't. You either believe that hey, it's necessary to spend thirty-five to forty million dollars to make sure you ensure you have your quarterback, or you don't. I feel like that's like a foundational take, right? Yes, agreed. But if
1: if you want to play the Arnie game, you just you just disagree. I, right. I did
0: not flip flop. Deny. So, deny. Deny. Right. So for me, you know, when you're like, oh, you know, the twist, flip, spin, whatever. Um, I feel like that at the core of this is a foundational take for me, right? And that is that I believe in Porter Moser. Sure. So um, I'll sit here and I'll maybe disagree with some things that happen. I'll be frustrated with losses. But at the core of it, I still believe he's the right man for the job. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm never going to spin or flip on that. How's that? I, I think that's totally fair. I, You know, for me, I would say if
1: we want to have the serious conversation – Dependent upon what happens in these next eight games, year three is pivotal for right. his job status in Norman. I mean, I just, Do not agree more. it is what it is. I don't want to sit there and just beat that drum today, but that's the reality of probably the situation that we have entered.
0: All right, quick break. When we come back, these stacks are really good this morning, Chuck. Spin, baby, spin. I'm not spinning. I'm just telling you how I feel. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. I've got to confess I was wrong about something. It's coming up in uh, 10 minutes from now. No spin. No spin, baby. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, like I said, has been really good. On the true sports side of things, I thought Kindle had a good question. By the way, Kendall, you'd be very proud of me. I planted two trees. Three trees yesterday. Okie Lawn Guy. Not the best time to probably plant trees, but here we are. Kindle writes, we've all said Oklahoma needs seven conference wins. You tell me which games Oklahoma wins. And of the what it, seven remaining games, eight remaining games, uh, and I'll try to do these off the top of my head as to the roadies: at Baylor, at Kansas, at Kansas State, uh, at Texas, and then the home games are Tech, Iowa State, at Kansas State, home for TCU. I, I think I sent them on the road for a game; they're home for anyway. Uh, home and home with K State. Would still you amazing. like the?
1: Would you like the accurate oh, look, final eight?
0: You, you've got it right there in front of my face. Yes, go ahead.
1: At Baylor versus Kansas versus Kansas State, at Texas versus Texas Tech, at Iowa State at K State versus Texas Christian.
0: So, in that list, according to our projection of feeling like you need seven conference wins, you got to go five and two in that stretch, five and three in that stretch. Mm. That's I see.
1: I you know if if I'm being transparent two maybe three wins and hopefully they surprise I I think that I think they're getting one of the three between Kansas Kansas State and TCU at home and I do think they're I do think today they'll beat Texas Tech inside the LNC
0: I agree By way, but what's happened to Texas Tech is there a conversation to be had there or do we care enough yeah, well, Texas Tech fans, I think,
1: would tell you that they're ready to move on from Adams.
0: <laughs> Man.
1: Ah, Mark Adams
0: didn't get on that plane. He didn't get on that plane a year later. I wish Mark Adams would have got on that plane. Wish he would have gone with Chris Beard. It's amazing what a year, difference a year can make, isn't it? Um, So proud of you, Chris, to admit you're wrong. Miller Lite does taste great and is less filling still. <laughs> it could not be more wrong. All right, uh, confession time. We'll get into it next.